Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Moving to Australia with Amitava Deb. I'm Arun Belur and joining me in the studio is Amitava. Hi Amitava, Happy New Year, how you been? Hi Arun, good afternoon, Happy New Year, I've been good. It has been a long time we spoke on podcast. Yeah, our last podcast was on 23rd or 26th November and then, then there's been yeah. a break because the Christmas holidays and also you were sick for a while. So mm. at least we are back doing the thing I that we back. like. I was working through, but yeah, we didn't do the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> A lot of things have happened in the meantime, in the scene, in the, in the migration market. Yes, and we're going to talk about one of those things today mm-hmm. in this podcast. And if you remember um, last year, early last, uh, late last year, we spoke about the migration review there was a panel that was set up to look into mm-hmm. the migration system and why it's not working. This was sometime in March, 2023. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they outline what the current problems are and how mm-hmm. the Australian government is going to approach so that they can streamline the whole process and make sure that it works for everyone. International yes. students, businesses, skilled workers. Recently, in November, 2023, a migration strategy was released by the government. And mm-hmm. one of the objectives of the strategy is to streamline the temporary skilled migration, which makes up 9% of Australia's total temporary migration system. And the government believes that for the system to work more efficiently for both employers and overseas workers, Mm -hmm. the back to front system needs to be overhauled so that Australia can attract highly skilled workers from a rapidly growing pool of young skilled talent. So in this podcast, we'll touch upon why action is needed, what the existing Mm -hmm. commitments are, to improve the system and what the new reforms the government will bring in later mm-hmm. this year. So let's start with the first thing. Why action sure. is needed? What's wrong with the current temporary skilled migration system? Well, I think um, if we step back, anything that goes on for a while, uh, people start exploiting. So um, change is important to ensure that uh, there is dy- uh, things are dynamic and there is less chance of um, exploiting the situation. Currently, the, the the student visa process and the way things are, there has been a lot of exploitation by agents uh, and also um, the students who come here to study, um, they eventually are not probably genuine students they come here to find work better conditions from their home home country so all this uh, is going to stop now well that's what the government say so they want to come up with a strategy they have reviewed and they are yet to formulate the exact way forward but some of the things in student visa they have indicated that would change are number one when someone comes here, they cannot easily hop onto another um, course easily. A lot of students come here and then hop onto something else because that is easy pathway to PR. I'll give an example. Someone, someone comes here to study MBA and then they study cookery because it's easy to get a PR after finishing cookery. And then 
after doing all that, they probably do not become cooks and other managers. So it really the whole system is broken. So it's just a pretext to enter Australia so that as a student, yes. so that later on once they're here, they can tap yeah. into the labor market. That is correct. Also, they are going to raise the bar for English language to six in ILTS, which is um, um, com competent English. Also, we read about worker exploitation. Yeah, so now that's the other one, the temporary skilled worker visa, which is um, it has it has undergone many changes over the years. I've seen many many changes. Earlier it was four five seven, then it became four eight two, and now they're saying we're going to call it skills in demand visa. I don't know what number that will be. Uh, it does make sense. Um, in in this skills in demand visa, there'll be three pathways, and. This visa will be employer nominated. The first pathway, specialist skills pathway, is kind of similar to the global talent visa, which was, uh, which is still there. And this is for niche skills. So, what is a niche skill? Someone who who has got a background in AI, cybersecurity. Um, any, any innovative technology domain or engineering managers. So these are niche skills. And they can come under specialist skills pathway and they do not need to fall under any specific occupation. So skills occupation list, which is outdated, you don't need to follow that. For example, there is no data scientist in the skills occupation list. They found a workaround. So put that aside. If we have to move forward, they're saying we need people who have skills, not tied down by certain occupation labels. That, that's not what we want. So this is the specialist skills pathway. Any question on that one? Yeah, let me come to one aspect of that, um, especially when it comes to temporary skill migration. There used to be back in 2013, an income threshold that was set by the government at mm -hmm. 53,900 Australian dollars. Now, they realized that over the years it was never indexed and that threshold never went up, even though um, salaries did go up, especially in technology sector. Mm -hmm. So people with high skill sets were earning more, but then when skilled workers from overseas were coming in and they were sponsored by employers, employers was taking, were taking advantage of the income threshold that was set and mm -hmm. they were never really paid as what they should be based on what the market situation is. That has now been raised to 70,000 and that yes. is going to be indexed annually so that mm. skilled workers are not are not exploited by employers here. So when yeah. we talk so about- So that is the current one, it's 70,000. Earlier it was 53,500. Yeah. Um, now it's, it's going to be changing every year Correct. based on the index, as you said. So is there a income threshold that the government has set for a specialist skills pathway? Are you aware of it? Yes. So as of as of today, uh, the threshold uh, I think is 135,000 per year. Okay. And there will be 3,000 places allotted every year. For this stream? 
skill specialist for this stream specialist yes. skills pathway okay hmm. so the other two let's talk other about the two. next one which is the core the next one is pathway. the core skills visa path pathway so this is more traditional it'll it'll still go through the skilled occupation list this is where the majority of the visa uh, program will be um, so there will be a revised skills in demand list developed by jobs and skills australia and this list will be updated regularly not by the department of home affairs but by the industry which is called jobs and skills australia and any employer who wishes to employ someone they need to have um that person i mean firstly it has to be one of the occupations in that list and the person who will be nominated will so this is similar to the current one current uh, that is um, in place and the minimum threshold for this one is going to be remain as 70000 so can you give me an example of what kind of skilled workers we are looking at when we talk about core skills pathway so core skills will be um, software engineers, civil engineers, construction project managers, uh, all those that are on the occupation list. Okay. Are registered nurses and teachers there on, on the core skills pathway list as well? So um, we don't have the list yet, right? So if registered nurses are on that list, yes, they will come under this visa pathway. Okay, and finally, the last one, essential skills pathway. Lastly, this is for um, um, less lesser skilled occupations and will be kept and restricted to specific sectors. Till date, um, they have mentioned aged care and disability sectors. The essential skills visa is for these um, sectors and it'll be for those who will earn less than 70,000. It's for essential occupations, but maybe the salary is not going to be 70,000. Okay, but these income thresholds will be indexed every year, like you mentioned. All earlier. those will be indexed as of today. They have tentatively said, you know, it's 135 for the specialist skills visa pathway, 70,000 for the core skills visa pathway, and less than 70,000 for the essential visa skills pathway. These visas will be granted for up to four years. And there's one important change, which is the visa holders will be able to change employers more easily without um, without jeopardizing their pathway to PR. So the current situation is that if they change employment, their counter might start refresh. They have 60 days so to look for a new sponsor, right? As per the current system. They have to look for a new sponsor yeah. and their counter towards uh, permanent residence resets, which means they have to wait all over again. And because of this, they are subject to employer exploitation. So the employer knows that the employee will not leave. Uh, 
because if they leave they will face certain shortcomings disadvantages so they will stick to their to the job so this is employer exploitation so to balance this power imbalance they're putting in new measures and one of them being that now you can switch your employer and if you leave your current job or lose your current job then you have up to mm-hmm. 180 days to find mm-hmm. a new sponsor right as opposed to 60 if i'm not mistaken yes that would be one of the changes okay but then it's all uh, kind of in the st- in the strategy state when they finally draft we will know the details now i know that you spoke to me earlier that when you have overseas worker who are sponsored by businesses here if they don't fit the visa rules then they have to go through a labor market testing agreement mm-hmm. so what is the new change that the government is trying to bring in to streamline labor market testing labor market testing will be streamlined although the only announcement so far is that the requirement to advertise on workforce australia uh is abolished the validity of advertising period will increase from 4 to 6 months so currently if an ad is more than 4 months old that particular ad cannot be used so they'll increase that to 6 months and lmt will gradually phase out as jobs and skills australia data on skill shortages improves and a core skilled occupation list is created as an alternative to labor market testing because labor market testing is really not a foolproof system all you need to do is advertise and say that i couldn't find anyone is it really foolproof no it's the employer who is saying i couldn't find one someone because he just he has someone to sponsor so they are going to phase it out eventually that's what they are saying in your in your opinion does this also save on the processing time for these visas well processing time now that you don't have to advertise be, well yes uh, the advertising time time will be saved but at the same time they have promised that the specialist visa pathway will be processed very quickly i don't remember exactly did they say about a fortnight or something it will be processed quite fast there's another another thing another uh, have you heard about skills australia fund skilling australians fund no saf so every employer when they nominate for every year of nomination they have to pay a certain amount into the skilling australians fund it's like a donation to the government to uh, so that they can skill australians up skill australians so now they're going to make some changes to the skilling australian fund and if that has already been paid there'll be more freedom for change of employment currently when you change employer you have to pay the skilling australia fund all over again <clears throat> and that probably is not a very good idea how much is that it's 1200 if the turnover is less than 10 million dollars 
or $1,800 if the turnover is more than 10,000, oh, sorry, $10 million. Now, has the government mentioned anything about service level agreements for faster visa processing to reduce the time frame? They only mentioned about the specialist skills visa pathway. I think they have mentioned something like um, two weeks to process for the other ones. They will streamline, but I'm not aware of any time frame. All right. That they have said. And along with these changes, they're also planning on putting in regulatory, like regulatory changes, meaning that short stream short-term stream of TSS holders now have a pathway to permanent residency. That was not the case earlier. So that is the current situation. In November, the, the government announced some changes where any occupation has a pathway to PR, the transition pathway. Earlier, it was only the long-term list. But this is all going to change with the proposed changes. Everyone will have a pathway to PR. So have they mentioned by which quarter we can expect these changes to be implemented towards the end of this financial year or would it be towards the end of 2024? So usually the changes happen in the, the month of April or May or around October, November. So let's see. April may be too early, but you never know. Amitabh, I think we have covered everything. Thank you for your time. Thank you for joining Thank me on the you. podcast. For those of you listening, if you have not subscribed, please do so. And our social media details will be available in the description of the podcast, including Amitava's LinkedIn handle. Thank you for your time, folks. See you next week. Bye.